Well, my friends, today we read in this gospel, uh, Matthew's gospel, chapter 5, we have the Beatitudes, uh, the Sermon on the Mount. This is the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew's gospel is comprised of five great sermons or teachings of our Lord. The biggest one and uh, kind of the first one that we read today is the Sermon on the Mount, which comprises chapters 5 to 7 of Matthew's Gospel. I really encourage everyone, go home to a Bible at home and read the Sermon on the Mount. You could do it today. It doesn't take that long. Chapters 5 through 7 of Matthew's Gospel, which is programmatic of how we live as Christians. If we are going to be disciples of Jesus Christ, if we are going to follow him, what does Jesus teach us about what it means to be his followers? And the Sermon on the Mount is that. It's Jesus specifically teaching us what it means to be his follower. Jesus is the new Moses. And just like the Jewish people are identified by the fact that Moses went up the mountain, received the law from God, taught it to the people, and then the people lived by it. So now Jesus goes up the mountain and being God himself, sits down and teaches his people what do we live by? How do we live as disciples of Jesus? And it begins with the Beatitudes which I'm sure is not something that we've never heard of before. We've heard these before. The Beatitudes. What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? Well, it all starts with this word, blessed, which comes from the, it's the translation of the Greek, makarios. It means, yeah, blessed, right? How blessed, how, how fortunate. Or we could even say how lucky you are, how, how happy you should be. How fortunate you are And then we have these nine different criteria, the Beatitudes, happiness. Jesus is teaching us that as we are his disciples, he gives us the path to real happiness, true and lasting happiness, blessedness, to to have a fortune, right? To be fortunate. This is the fortune of the teaching of our Lord. And we should know these Beatitudes. We should actually, it's good to memorize them, just at least the first line of each one, right? To memorize them and to hold on to them and to repeat them as aspirations throughout the day. Similar, like in our culture, we have um, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, right? And we know, and when I look at an apple, I'm like, I don't want to eat that thing, right? But an apple a day keeps the doctor away, so let's go for it, right? Well, here we should learn the Beatitudes, even memorize them so that we can repeat them as these little mottos, these aspirations throughout the day to remind ourselves that I am a follower of Jesus Christ and whatever circumstance I may find myself in, I am called to follow Jesus, to imitate him. And so he teaches us what that looks like. What the path to happiness as a follower of Jesus is. So let's break these down. We're going to go through all of them, hopefully at a decent pace, right? The beginning one, the whole thing starts with 
Blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't just mean, it doesn't actually mean physical poverty. Poor, literally, poor of breath. Blessed are those who are poor of breath, meaning that if we recognize that we don't have anything we could call our own with regard to how we stay alive, right? We are all right now breathing oxygen. And none of us, unless you brought a spacesuit to mass today, none of us has the ability to produce that for ourselves. We live in a state of total dependence that I need to preserve my life, something I can't produce on my own. And if I recognize my poverty in that, I recognize my dependence. The first beatitude is, blessed are those, I would say that this boils down to humility, who recognize I need, I I live as someone that is freely being kept alive by God right now. And that I am, I am taking for granted the very air that I'm breathing. And I receive it. I can receive that as a gift from my Heavenly Father. I can receive, I can let God take care of me in this way. of The most essential thing, if I go a minute without it, I'm in trouble, right? Uh, I can receive that. I can receive that from God. And how blessed I am when I can receive freely from God and realize not just the air that I breathe, But everything, everything I have, I can receive totally from God. That I can't make any of it out of nothing. But God freely provides it. Blessed are the poor in spirit, the humble. Second, blessed are those who mourn. How fortunate are those who mourn, who are mourning, who are not, who, who experience real sadness. If we experience true sadness, so again, how do, we, how do we read this? We read it that, number one, I think to be able to allow ourselves to love deeply enough that we, are, we can mourn when we lose that love, right? To not go through life with this suit of iron on. I'm a rock, I am an island, a rock never cries, an island, I don't know, Simon and Garfunkel know it, I don't, right? But I, I can't be a rock in an island. I have to be a person open to love. And when we love other human beings, when we love people around us, at times we are going to experience loss. It's part of life. But to not go through life trying to live in a castle of my own making, but to be experiencing that loss when it comes. Blessed are those who mourn. Ultimately, we are comforted in heaven. We don't just live for the comfort of this world. Our happiness doesn't just lie in this world. A flip side would be, you know, and in Luke's gospel, the woe is like, if if we're just comfortable right now, that the goal of my life is to just be comfortable, that what a, what a sad life to just be comfortable. No, we want to live deeply, which means that we will experience loss at times. But how blessed we are that we open ourselves to that type of love, even to the point where we'll mourn when it's not there. Blessed are the meek. Now, what is meekness gets a bad rap, right? Meekness because it rhymes with weak, right? People think meek means weak. Well, it doesn't. What is meekness? To be meek is particularly with regard to anger, right? To the passion of anger, 
to not allow our anger and our emotions to overcome us in those ways, right? That when something really frustrating happens, to not just be overcome with that emotion, that anger, that frustration. Meekness is to be able to govern that, that appetite, that uh, emotion. So blessed are the meek who aren't just living bullheadedly by their emotions. And we don't just let our emotions dictate everything we do. We don't just let our passions and our appetites just dictate everything that we do. Blessed are the meek that we're able... If something, something upsetting happens, okay, I don't have to bite someone's head off, right? I don't have to do that. I can, I can, we can take it as it goes. We can see what happens. Uh, we can work for justice, right? We can work for, thing, for wrongs to be rectified. But I don't have to do it where I check my reason at the door, my reasonability at the door, and then just go by emotion. Rather, blessed are the meek who are able to, to govern that appetite, govern their passions, particularly anger. So that we're not just interacting with each other in frustration and anger so many times, that meekness. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Hungering and thirsting for righteousness. Righteousness there, dikaiosune in Greek, is right relationship with God. It's holiness. Blessed are those that hunger and they thirst for that right relationship with God. I want to be a saint. And not only that, I don't just want to be a saint for me. I want people around me to be saints. I want them to be holy. I want them to live in relationship with God. To hunger and thirst for righteousness. That we really have this desire for it. Again, not just comfort, but no, I desire that relationship with God, that right relationship with God. Blessed are those who, who don't just see religion as an add-on that we have to do, but as something we can really deeply desire. I desire that right relationship with God. I'm hungry for it. I'm thirsting for it. Blessed are the merciful. To know how to show mercy knowing how to be able to forgive, to be able to, to extend that mercy of God, to not allow past wrongs to grow into resentment in our heart. I remember a priest saying one time, resentment, that resentment and that anger that can take root in our heart is like saying, you did something wrong to me, but I'm going to drink the poison for it. Blessed are the merciful who are able to extend the mercy of God. To be able to, from the heart, really forgive someone. Even those that do terrible things. Even those that have absolutely wronged us. If we just want to grab on to our resentment, and it's such a human thing to do, I just want to hold on to that. And I want to despise you in my heart for the rest of my life. But that's not a recipe for happiness. And we know that. Blessed are the merciful. How happy are you if you can know how to forgive, to learn how to forgive? Jesus forgave me first. He's forgiven me so many things. And so I too can forgive those around me. If we're going to be disciples of Jesus, we have to learn how to forgive. Blessed are the clean of heart, right? That we have right intentions, that we don't have 
false motives in our heart. Blessed are the clean of heart. And then this also uh, refers to the virtue of chastity, right? That the sexual appetite doesn't govern us and that we're not just um, led astray by those desires. Rather, that we're able to, to govern that appetite. But not only that, we have a clean heart. Jesus will say a little later in the Sermon on the Mount, right? It's not just don't commit adultery, but don't allow that lust into your heart. Blessed are the clean of heart that we able are to treat each person with the rightful human dignity that is theirs, and we're able to reverence God's gift of sexuality in its right context and not in a distorted way. Blessed are those that are clean of heart. That's the recipe for happiness. Blessed are the peacemakers to spread the peace to others, to not just, not just me and my own peace, but I want to make peace. When I see situations of anger, of bitterness, of lack of forgiveness, of hatred, the song of St. Francis, are we singing that today? Let me, yes, right? Make me an instrument of your peace, Lord. Make me an instrument of your peace. That where there is all the words that I don't know because I don't have a hymnal in front of me, right? But make me, Lord, an instrument of your peace. That I want to bring, the, I want to make peace. And when I see those situations where peace is lacking, I want to be an instrument of the peace of God. What a recipe for happiness that is. Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Jesus isn't naive that if we really are living this goodness, if we're living this righteousness, this right relationship with God, we're living this path of happiness, we will be persecuted. The people that don't want peace and they don't want forgiveness and mercy and they don't want cleanliness of heart and they don't want righteousness will oppose us. And blessed are you when they do. You're standing up for what's right. You're standing up for love of God. And so if they oppose you because of that, blessed are those. Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Because we know that we're pursuing a higher good than just worldly standards. And then the last one, we've gone on long enough, the last one, because this isn't just theoretical, it's not just for the people over there. Blessed are you. That this is an invitation for each one of us. Blessed are you. And particularly when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Jesus sets it right away that as we are his disciples, People will be opposed to us because of him, because of Jesus. But blessed are you. Bless, how happy you should be that we are so identified with Christ that when they reject him, they reject us. That we are, united, we are the team of Jesus. We don't want people to reject him. We want them to come to that happiness. But if they do, because of Jesus, we know that we are blessed in him. That he's, we are with Jesus even when others may reject us. And it's for us, not for someone else. This is for us, out of love. And so my friends, these are the Beatitudes. Go read the Sermon on the Mount. You could pray with the Beatitudes every day for the rest of your life and never exhaust it. So please, let's take this to heart and see that this is the roadmap that God himself gave us to be his followers, to live lives of happiness, 
to be happy with him in this life and for all of eternity in heaven.